welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to this spirit-filled word by David Entry. When you catch a word, you have caught God. May you catch a word today that will cause God to change your story. Be blessed. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 to 9. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers amongst you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after shall live ungodly, and delivered just Lord, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling amongst them in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deed. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to preserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. Here is the reading of God's holy word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now this is a very powerful text loaded with strength. Last week I spoke about the characteristics of false prophets or false teachers particularly because when you read the verse 1 again it says that but there were false prophets among the people even as there shall be false teachers. And I said that in our times, in the New Testament era, it is teachers. In the Old Testament, God spoke to them through prophets. In the New Testament, God speaks to us through teachers. Those of you who have been reading your Bible, today we are reading Acts chapter 20. Uh, Acts chapter 20. And I've been reading the Acts and I realized that it was full of preaching and teaching, preaching and teaching from the verse 1. Paul was beaten several times because of his teaching. It's just very interesting. He was beaten several times because of his teaching. And eventually he ended up in Ephesus. Ephesus, they, in fact, you know, two days ago, in, that was Friday, we, we read Acts 18. And I read how um, God told Paul that he shouldn't be afraid, verse 10. He said, for I have many in the city. And then he told him, no one will be able to, no one will, will attack you to hurt you. But after that, do you know what happened? The people, uh, the businessmen said that Saul was spoiling their business. Yeah. One, uh, Demetrius, who was a silversmith, he called a meeting. He called the silversmith, said, of, his Bible used the word, same trade, of same trade. He called them and he said that, no, listen, 
Very soon we will have a business. And then, you know, Ephesians, we, all, we worship Diana. And Diana is a very important god here, goddess. And if we don't do something very, and he said, it's respected around the whole world. People come to Ephesus for tourist purposes. So it's actually going to affect our income. So he said, let's gather them. And he said, because this Paul, this Paul, certain, uh, no, go back, the craftsman. He said, for a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith, who made silver shrine of Dinah, brought no small profit to the craftsmen. This is all money now. And the next verse, the next verse says that, he called them together with the workers of similar occupation and said, men, you know that we have our prosperity by this trade. <laughs> See, all this is in the Bible. He said, we have our prosperity by this trade. Now look at the next verse. Moreover, you see and hear that not only at Ephesus, but throughout almost all Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away many people, saying that there is not God which are made by hands. But this thing, we are making our hands are making a gods. <laughs> this Paul, Paul, his says, not his behavior, his teachings. The quality of a man of God has everything to do with your teachings. Your teachings. Your teachings. The quality of a church is not its location. Has not got to do with its masses. Has got everything to do with its sound teachings. The quality of a church has everything to do with not the pastor's phonetics. Not the leader's not the music, not the music, not the musicians. Music does not determine the quality of a church. Lights, ambience, screens, social media noise does not determine the quality of a church. The quality of a church has everything to do with the quality of sound teachings. Like it said in 1 Timothy um, 6.3, and First Timothy 1, 3 as well said, if anyone teach otherwise, wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine that's, ah, that's where I'm going. There's a doctrine that accords with godliness. That means that there are doctrines that don't accord with godliness. They, they accord with ungodliness. There are certain doctrines that by inference, as you follow it, sin increases in your life. You become very soft on sin. You become very soft on things that the scriptures frown on. You, you, you just, it, it, it's not a problem. It's not a problem anymore for you. No, we have to check who has been teaching you. Who has been teaching you? You minor on what the Bible's major on, and you major on what the Bible minors on. Things that are not key, core. Core focus of scripture becomes the main thrust of an organization, Christian organization, or a church for that matter. That every Sunday upon Sunday, Sunday upon Sunday, if it's not about, about how to make money quickly, it's about seven ways to manage anger. <laughs> or blissful marriage, blissful marriage, blissful marriage. A great man of God was asked in their church, what can we put in place to keep the men in our church to help them to rise to their domestic responsibilities as men? And the 
Pastor said, don't, don't do, you know, body, it says like, let's do gym, the men can come, hang around. Don't leave that, those, just teach, the, help them to catch true word of God. They'll become true men, men, responsible husbands and fathers. All this, let's, let's gather young people, let's gather young people. Let, what gathers them? Music. Tattered jeans. Um, what? Those, those, you know, design, yeah, that, that is even so demonic. Designer labels. Why would you want to attract people to church based on designer labels? Are you, an, are you Satan's assistant? You are just importing worldliness into the church. The greatest threat of the church is worldliness coming in and settling in. That's the greatest threat of the church. James chapter 4, verse 4. He said, adulterers, ye adulterers, adulterers. Can you imagine? He said, you adult, adulterers and adulteresses. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity of God? Wow. Why are you going to bed with the world? And so God said, you are in bed with the world. Church, you are an adulterer or adulteresses. That's very serious. How do we attract young people? Let's get some rap artists. Let's get, let's get some celebrities to come behind our pulpit and just begin to come and give a speech. Let's, let's, those things might not be evil in themselves, but you, the people will come but never be on fire for Jesus. The only thing that keeps any heart, whether child, young, old, aged, keeps their heart on fire for Jesus is when they come into contact with the word of God. The, the true word of God. The true word of God. Help people to see Jesus. Don't let our children's school be just a place where they just go and be painting. And Let's manage to let them know they are in church. They must learn about God. And find a way, let's find a way of getting the scripture in. Get the scripture in. I'm not talking about Bible bashing. I'm not talking about theological uh, activities. I'm talking, we have to let them begin to see God. Get the Bible to come alive. The Bible calls it wholesome words. Wholesome words, healthy words. Words that accord with godliness. Or according to, it says that uh, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, his life was full of words. I was, I think, uh, Acts chapter um, 10, when I read it, I stumbled across a text from verse 36. Yeah, 36 and 37. It got my attention. We normally quote the 38, how God anointed Jesus. Uh, God anointed Jesus. But when you look at the verse 36, it says that the word which God sent. Huh? What did he send? The word. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. Look at the next verse. That word, I say, ye know, which was established throughout. It was, this whole thing is about a word. The coming of Jesus was about a word. So the early church were always preaching. Everywhere they went, they said, let's hear what this guy has got to say. It's not God to do. It's God to say first. So any Christianity that is focused just on doing without saying it's going to get your life at risk because it can create a platform for the devil to come in. The devil can come in. So we need to put 
emphasis on sound doctrine and teaching of God's word. That is the only thing that can protect and preserve the work of God. The reason why KP2 is on fire is not because of our music, because we don't have top musicians there. Yeah. Why are the people so much on fire? It's not because of our tattered jeans and labels. So why, why are they on fire? It's the word, 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 it's the word of God. The only way to protect a church against the attacks of the enemy that can break down the church is to inoculate the church. The only right vaccine for the church is the word of God. The word of God is inoculation. The word of God is our vaccine. Get it, get I'm not talking about saying things and backing it with some scriptures, but I'm talking about letting the scriptures do the speaking. There are two different things. The scriptures must do the speaking in our midst. The scriptures must talk. Let the Bible, I feel like preaching. The Bible must be what speaks in church. Not the opinions of a pastor. He might be good. He might say good things and uh, oration. Paul said, I did not want to know anything amongst you, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Except Christ and him crucified. He said that my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man, but the demonstration of the Holy Ghost and power. My preaching, that means that this thing was about preaching. Somebody was asking me, according to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, said God who in sundry times, according to King James, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto our fathers by the prophets. By the prophets. That's an interesting word. All right. Don't forget that. By what? The prophets. The next verse says that, has in these last days spoken unto us by his son, who is appointed heir of all things. The person's question is, then pastor, if God is now stop speaking through prophet to us and is speaking through Jesus, then somebody reserves the right to say, Jesus speaks to me personally. He's in my heart. How do you help somebody who says that God speaks to me? Because now it's not just outside. Jesus speaking, he said, now Jesus speaks to us. And I said, that's quite, how many of you know that's a very good question? Good point. And I texted the person back a scripture in Acts chapter 10, verse 40. God raised Jesus from the, on the third day and showed him openly. You would think that we show it to Pontius Pilate, him to Pontius Pilate, and all those who were saying that crucify him, crucify him. God didn't care about them in that sense. He didn't have to go and show it to them because that's not how he's going to operate now. He says what? But he showed it to, not, not to all the people, but witnesses who were chosen before, even us, who did eat and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And watch, look at the next verse. And he commanded us to go and preach unto the people. But you should have showed them it to make that. He said, no, go and preach. Now, Jesus Christ, in Matthew chapter 28, permit me to just throw this in so that you can understand something I'm going to make. Matthew 28, verse 19 says, go therefore and teach all nations. Do what? Teach them. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Yeah. And then the next verse, the next verse said, teaching them to observe, uh-uh, teaching them to do, observe all things. That Did you see the teaching there? It's very important. Teaching them. Teaching them. So he says that anything I've got to say to them, I've committed it to you. So you go and teach them. So you staying in your personal room and saying that God is speaking to me, you are off. Because you have to, the only way you are part of the church is when you continue in the apostles' doctrine. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. So they continued in the apostles' doctrine. So every 
everything that we are taught, everything, oh, oh, this is the point I'm making. Everything that Jesus is saying and has got to say is committed to the apostles. The word apostle, apostolos, someone with a delegated authority of another to go and speak as though the other one is speaking. So when Peter says that God is kind, that is what Jesus is saying. That's those apostles, when they spoke, it carries the authority of Jesus. That's why nowadays, anyone, anyone who is called an apostle is not an apostle like that. No, 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 please. It's not an apostle. Anyone who calls their prophet is not a prophet like Moses them. No, it's different. Because those days, they were the actual representative mouthpiece of God. That's why their words were documented here. And the words they spoke, Isaiah, Elijah, Jeremiah, everything, their words are captured here as the word of God. Right? As the word of God. So don't confuse those kind of prophets to the New Testament prophets who have the gift of seeing and saying some things, but not in the same way that must be captured. And don't confuse the teachings of the apostles to our teaching. Now, anything I teach, if it doesn't line up with what the apostles have taught, Jesus is not saying it. So when Paul of Saul of Tarsus met Jesus in Acts chapter 9, verse 5, he said, what do you want me to do, Lord? He said, go to Damascus, you'll be told. Why? Because there's nothing you have got to say. I've committed it all to the apostles. And so you have to continue in the teachings of the apostles. It's just a continuation of, so everything Jesus has to say must be captured in the teachings. So in those days, it was prophets. But in the last days, in the church era, in the church age, it's teachings. It's teachings. So those who say prophets' words are more important than the teachers, they're making a significant mistake. Because even oh, oh even the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher, they are all supposed to be equipping the saints according to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12 and 13, for the equipping of the saints. And when you study the text carefully, the equipping of the saints or perfecting of the saints means that teachings... 2 Timothy chapter 3, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instructions in righteousness. Look at the next verse. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished. See, they're equipped, thoroughly equipped. See, that's equipped. So when they said the apostle, the prophet, according to Ephesians chapter 4, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the teacher, the pastor, their job is to equip. How do they equip? By teaching. By teaching. 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 So in the New Testament era, it's teaching. And it is the teachings that determine the health of the church. Now, therefore, if we want to keep our church healthy, then we need to keep the teachings sound. And we, shown we don't have to compromise on sound teachings. Now, Peter opens by saying that I know I am about to die. You remember in 2 Peter chapter 1 from verse 14, he said, my departure is imminent. My departure is soon because Jesus has actually showed me that I'm about to die. He said, very soon I'll put off this tent and I know I will not be here anymore. So before I go, I don't find it laborious or too much to keep telling you the things that I've taught you already, to keep saying them over and over and over so that long after I have left, you will not forget. You will remember these things I've taught you. Why is he saying that? Because if I do not inoculate you, after my departure, today's Bible reading in Acts chapter 20, he said, verse 28, take heed to yourself 
and to the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseer. To feed the flock of God. To do what? Feed the flock. To do what? To do what? How do you feed the flock of God? It's not by um, rubbing your hand around your head. No, no, no. This is feeding. The word of God is for feeding. It's, so he says, I'm showing you something. He says that he called for the elders of the church at Ephesus. That's where God told him, don't worry, no one will be able to harm you. And then I was reading about the uh, Demetrius and the guys. And they stared everybody there. And then the, the city clerk, the city clerks said, what's going on? He said, calm down. And they said, this man. And then he said that he realized that what they are saying is, is, is rubbish. He said, I thought you were going to tell me about something important. But I talk, uh, you are talking about names and, and words. You see, words. It's very interesting. No, words. This whole thing is about words and the name of Jesus. He's like, what is that? Uh, 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 he, he dismissed them. So he thought, I thought you were going to say something that is about names and words. Something this. He said, my friend, go and judge it amongst yourself. And he dismissed them. So they couldn't. Then they rather turn on against another guy. Uh, uh, they, this is they beat him. Oh, they, they, they beat him. They beat him up. And I was surprised that the city clerk watched on. He said, this is my woman. He watched, they beat him up. I got me bothered. When you finish, you can go. But Paul, watch this. Is it not Paul they wanted? Yes. Why do you turn on someone and beat him when the city clerk said, you guys go and deal with it? They beat somebody as well because God has given me a word. That no one will be able to harm you. Yeah, God gave me a word. In Acts chapter um, 18, verse 9 and 10. No one. So even though they got him and they're doing that, nobody was able. After they left there, he left the city. He left. He left Ephesus and went to other places. So the point I'm making here is that he called, when he got to, uh, after a while, he came back to Ephesus. And Bible says, he called for the elders, I think verse 17 of Acts chapter 20. He called in Melitus, he sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. And he began to tell them how he has no shun to teach. And he's been preaching. He's been preaching. He said, now he's going to Jerusalem. He doesn't know what will happen to him, except that the Holy Spirit says that bonds and chains await you. In every city he goes, the Holy Spirit keeps telling you, bonds. He said, but nevertheless, he's not worried because he, he, he wants to finish I like that bit. He said, that I might finish my course. My life is not dear to me. That's general. But none of these things will be. Neither count my life dear to myself, so that I might finish my course with joy, and the ministry which I have received, oh man. Some of us have received ministry and you are not doing it. Yeah. You have received ministry. You stop singing. You stop ushering. You stop teaching the children. You are not interested again. Children, there's a new regime. I don't like the leader. You, you, you have to count your life not dear to you. Other than that, you won't be able to fulfill your ministry. Because you encounter all kinds of discouraging elements. So if your life is so dear to you, you can't do ministry fully. And he says that, Jesus testifies that, uh, that I might testify the gospel of, of grace. Then he says that, I've not shown to teach you anything, right? I've not shown to teach you anything, but I've told you the whole counsel of God. Then he said, therefore, take it to yourself. Watch this, this is where I'm going. That's today's reading. I'm taking advantage of today's reading now. Take it therefore to yourself and to, the, to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseer 
to feed the church of God. What should you do to the church of God? Feed. What should a pastor do to the church of God? What, I what should a pastor do to the church of God? Feed. To feed the church of God, which he has purchased. Oh, who purchased? God. God has blood. Wow. You can't tell me Jesus is not God. God has blood. Any God that hasn't got blood, you know what kind of God it is. So, <laughs> it's man-made. It's man-made. Made. Demetrius made it. Demetrius. <laughs> verse 29. Verse 29 says that, for I know that after my departing, huh? 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 watch this, watch this. I know that after my after my departing. after my departing. what does that mean? He's about to depart. Where is he going? No, he's about to die. Because I said in the early verse that I'm afraid you might not see my I can you might not see my face again. Said in verse 25. Yeah. That amongst whom I have gone preaching, you might not see. Behold, I know that ye all shall not see my face again. He's departing. Because he said, that's when he said, I know bones and afflictions are with me. He was departing. And in verse 36, they, they wept. They knelt down and prayed and wept. Why were they weeping? That because he said that they will see him. Yeah, knelt down. They wept and prayed and wept because it says that because he said that they will see his face again. Verse 38. Sorrowing most of all for the words which he spoke that they would not see his face again. So he was departing. All right? This is very important. Does it sound like what Peter said? Yeah. I know my departure is imminent. And every time they are about to depart, just to inoculate the church, they focus on the feeding of the flock, the teaching, the teaching, the teaching. Now, go back to the verse 29. Verse 29 is that, for I know that after my departure shall grievous will enter among... Where are the false prophets? The first point about false prophets. Where are they? They also call themselves, they are also pastors. I mean, they are also called pastors. They also have a stage. They also preach. They are also on social media. They are on TV. Some even have more viewership on TV. Some have greater following. No, I'm not, please, please. If you can't get following, I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those who are following are false prophets. God forbid. We also need more following, don't we? Yeah. So share it right now so we can have more. <laughs> Now, but what I'm trying to say is that following is not a sign of a genuine prophet. Okay. Streaming life is not a sign of a genuine prophet. Having a big church like Caris is not a sign that you are a genuine prophet. Mega church is not a sign that you are a genuine prophet. Having a small church is neither a sign to. <laughs> so please, that's, it's not got to do with you know, those peripherals. It has everything to do with, let's hear you speak. Let, let's hear, let's see the content. Okay, that, that will tell us. So it says that, after my departure, ravenous wolves shall come in and not spare the flock. Now, today's teaching will show you why they won't spare the flock. The next verse, look at the next verse. Also, of your own self shall men arrive speaking, is uh-huh. he speaking? Some of you did during the lockdown. Did you hear two years perverse things? Didn't you hear perverse things? Some of the things were perverse, and also even negative things that were not true about 
a good house, like our house. Yeah. Some practices, me, some practices. I can't take some practices. Meanwhile, you, are, you rather, we can't take your practice. <laughs> we can't take your practice. We can't take your practice. Why you want to practice sin comfortably? You know, bullies or bad children who are very dodgy. When they are playing and they are guilty, they will be the first to cry. Yeah. Ah, he hit me! He... She started, though. Or he started. <laughs> mommy! They will run, Mommy! Mommy! He hit me! He... And then, say, hey, why did you hit her? Why did you hit him? And then you come, you have warned you. Say, Mommy, it's not me. It's not me. Usually the older siblings. <laughs> <laughs> mommy, it's not me. Mommy, it's not me. And he said, what, what, what? Mommy, I was sitting there. Look at the mark. He used it to hit me. Seven thirty, man. Hey, did you do that, mommy? Yeah, because he was, he was. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> when they want to justify their misbehavior, they have to run away from a church. They say, oh, the church, there are things inside that's not good. But just look at their lives. No, you just look at their life and you can tell which one is not good. This life you are behaving, was it taught by the church? <laughs> was it taught by the church? You. Was it taught by the church? So, it says that they will not spare their flock. They draw uh, disciples after them. That will be their target. To draw, it's interesting, recruitment. There are people in the church who will still be doing recruitment. Yeah. You are in the choir, but you have a clique you are raising. Yeah. It happened on. No, no. That's some of the signs of false brethren. They like to gather people after themselves. They have to, like Absalom, win the heart of people. So when the pastor corrects you and rebukes you, when everybody has gone, they will come and tell you that I understand why you did what you did. When when you invite them to your dodgy parties and events, they will come like they, they, will, they will make sure, me, I will come. Don't marry any other pastor who doesn't come. I will come. And they will come and show their pastor. But you know what? You can tell that they, they are undermining the system. They have the title of a pastor or a minister, but they behave differently from how a minister of the church will behave. They, they get their own disciples. When you are sick, they, you, they will come and visit you and they tell you, I don't even know why K-group leaders have not called you. But me, me I'm a pastor. I'm, I'm teaching you something. They gather disciples after themselves. Every K-group leader who you, be, you feel like you have allegiance to the members over the church, you are a false brethren. You are behaving like a false brethren. Because why do you know them? You have been assigned to go and take care of them. people. Suddenly now it's like they, yeah, yeah. You, have a, you have something going. There's something going between you and them. It's just you and them. And the establishment doesn't have to know. It's just you. Just you. And when they have their special event, you are the one they call. And yet... They, will do th they do things that you can tell. It's not compatible with what generally is, is like uh, uh, heresy. 
go off. It's not compatible with what we believe. They are doing it. But you go and s- support it because you are gathering disciples. Gathering disciples. You have to be careful who has been calling you after church. Sometimes they're calling you after church. You go and tell, uh, they have formed a new usher's team. I don't know. And then you take screenshots. Show it to those who are not part of it. I don't know what the leader is up to. You are not part of it. You know, you are false brethren. You are false brethren. Your, your heart is not good. You don't have a good heart. I'm telling you, you don't have a good heart. You don't. You are not, you are not working in the interest of the house. And there's nothing evil the house is doing. But sometimes human beings are a certain way. So there must be a certain system to instill some level of discipline. And you rise up against the system of discipline. And you begin to team up with those who are not in favor of the work. And then you come and sit down. I see, they crept in among us secretly. You don't have a good heart. And the grace on the house will not work. That's what happens. And then later on, you are wondering, why? Why, Pastor, pray. We are coughing blood. Let it happen. And it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. The pastor doesn't know, but the anointing knows that you are dodgy. And you might never get the opportunity to stand on the stage to share your testimony because you are not getting it from the house. <laughs> no, no, these are practical things you have to know. You have to know. So you don't, you see, when you're able to diagnose these things, you know how to order your steps. These are also some of the teachings that will just help to sanitize people's journey to grace. This thing is a grace thing. It's a grace thing. So he says that they will get disciples after them. Say, after I've left, they will draw away disciples after them. Not after the word. Not after the word. Not after what we all stand for. Private parties and private secret parties, not private, secret parties. Secret events. Secret chat groups. Yes. Yes. You are in the choir, but there's another chat group that has been forming a chat. Who is the administrator? Who formed it? And what is the purpose for that? What, 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 what is in your heart? Oh, we are going to do a bridal shower, so we formed. A, a, who knows about it apart from certain individuals you are trying to attract? Start organizing special birthday celebrations for people you want to recruit. Somebody's birthday, you have gone to book a whole place, and it's not got much to do with you. You've gone to book a whole place to give them good treats. They don't know what is coming. <laughs> You'll bring them the charge later. <laughs> All right, let's get serious. I feel like preaching. These are the little, little things that sometimes deny people opportunities of receiving from me. The people who want to recruit or who show manship uh, eye service, they end up denying themselves of severe graces that can work for them. So he says that I know that long after my departure, ravenous wolves will come in, uh, not sparing the flock. He said, also from amongst yourselves, men will rise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after. Did you see? I know you didn't notice the phrase. 
to draw away first. So they move you away from what we are all, the norm, the, the standards. They move you away. Why do you have to always go to the prayer meeting? Why do you have to, uh, you, you have to fast? The cake group, you, you have to buy it. So they move you away and moving you away after themselves. So they draw away disciples after them. So it's all away from the norm onto their own desires and demands. And usually they don't like this kind of teachings at all. But every church must be able, it's a sound church, yes, 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 yes. must be able to make these things like, because many people are very genuine and gullible. Yes. They are genuine. They are genuine. They don't know. And some people try to use their proximity to the puppet, proximity to leadership, proximity to pastor, to do their own adverts or uh, marketing. Yeah. Especially the people, you see, when you give somebody, uh, it's their birthday, and then you do them a special favor. Some people do you special favor to just buy you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying everyone, but some people. Check their connectivity to the work. Their loyalty to the work. Other than that, they are going to, rec- they are cloning you to, to them. And they have strong ties to people who have left. It's also a major worrying sign. And their philosophy is, the fact that somebody is not in the church doesn't mean he's not a Christian. You don't get it. You don't get it. It's a Christian. We support Christians. We support Christians and we all are Christians. We will meet in heaven one day, isn't it? But you have chosen, you have chosen your course in life. And you see, you are like your company. So if somebody has a negative heart towards your house and you go and affiliate yourself with them, it's just a matter of time. You, your negativity will be higher than their own because you will now begin to put a negative spin on everything that is being said in the church. You end up putting so much negative that you even be worse offended. Yes, 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 yes. Like the way you are concluding that, say all these things because of me. Yes, it's because of you. That important. When people are watching all over the world, you, they don't even know you. (laughs) Who who are you? Who are you? In the village in Africa, if you want to, you know, the uh, uh, rodent and stuff, they hide in the burrows. You want to fire them, put fire inside the other side, they will come out. You smoke them out, yeah. <laughs> I thought by now someone would have said, now this is good preaching. <laughs> Listen, I'm a teacher. And I'll teach you what to preserve your life. Teach you. We came to church, to God. To serve God, not to make friends yes, yes, first. Yes, 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 yes. So don't put friendship above worship. Yes, sir. No, don't put friendship above worship. Yes, sir. Am, I, am I teaching something? Yes, 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 yes. Let me finish the text so I can have my time is up. So, so back to Acts, today's Bible reading. It says that, that's where I'm taking you to. It says, verse 31, after themselves. Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn. 
Is there anything wrong if I'm warning you to watch out these things? Watch out against these things? A good pastor needs to warn the congregation. I have to warn you over and over. Like a mother will tell you, I've told you. I've told you, don't do it. I've told you. One day you spill everything. And he said, I didn't I tell you. And he said, oh, mom. Mommy. But I told you. <laughs> he said, therefore, for the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone. Night and days with tears. With tears. With tears. People join us and they want to use. And some people come and they want to use the CA congregation. They want to use it for business. Yeah. <laughs> business deals. Yeah. And you go from one day, a business partner, business partner, business partner. Different business partners always. Privately. Privately. No one knows what you are doing. Going around borrowing money. Borrowing money. Please, don't be quick to loan money to people in church. Don't be quick to do that. Some people will not be happy with this. You've been coming regularly because you are targeting to use somebody's credit history to buy a car. That's why you are befriending them. You are befriending them. You are trying to come. You are coming in and making friends so that when you want to do your bridal shower, people... You, you will tell them, invite this one. Invite, you invite people deep pockets. Because you knew it. You were planning it ahead of time. You are doing your private event and you blast it across the platform because you have made a lot of friends to invite them towards your private, drawing them away onto yourself. If you are inviting church members for something that you are doing privately, let leadership do that for you. Don't do it for yourself. Because you have access to people. You blast it, blast it, blast it, and check on people. I hope you are going to show up for my funeral. I hope you are going to show up for my funeral. I hope you are going to show up for my funeral. I hope you are going to show up for your funeral. For your funeral. You, your funeral. You. <laughs> yeah. And then when you go, so the church, some of the church people did attend. That's for me. I come to stand with you. Go and stand with them. <laughs> and gather all kinds of people who hate us, our enemies, our friends, and mix them and try and pollute the even genuine ones that are also not gullible at our expense. That is what he said. They will not spare the flock. They will draw disciples away after themselves. You have left. Why are you still calling them? Why is he calling them? He used to be a caregiver leader. Why is he still calling the caregiver leader? Because when I was there, I had a built with Who sent you there? So if you have left, just leave. Leave. Because you are a backsliding person. Don't pollute their flock. Leave. If you have left, go quietly. When you want to come back, you can come quietly. It's, it's important. He said, I did not cease to warn you. Yes. It's yes. yes. But, but that's, that's what I'm just, I've not spoken about the end because it's part of it. The end will hurt you. The end will hurt you. You are smart, but the end will show. When it comes, Jesus said, unless you embrace the, the kingdom as a little child, you are too smart. And I'm concerned about your end. Because you are breaking covenant principles. 
in the name of I know what I'm about. I'm my, my, my own man, my own. All right. All right. Go on. Go on. Go on. <laughs> yeah. You must have someone to warn you and tell you. You must have out of love. It's scripture. You must have somebody. And must learn how to humble yourself when you are being advised and warned. Look at things in the context of scripture and in the context of healthy fellowship life. Look at it in that context. Oh, the place is getting very quiet. Very quiet. Very quiet. You can't wait for us to finish and then you begin to call people. That's what they do. And then when crisis hits, you say, Pastor, please. I will pray because I didn't know that you were gossip. I didn't know that that's what. But as to whether the grace will work, it's also a different story. Don't forget I said this. Don't forget. You can't say you didn't know. To him whom much is given, much is required. He who knows his master and does not do it will be beaten with many stripes. But he who did not do and didn't do it will receive few stripes because he didn't know. But still receive it. As for consequences, consequences are just scientific. <laughs> wow. I didn't even get to the, okay, let me get there and then we can. When you go read Acts 20 again, the man was about to leave, but he needed to protect the church. How did he protect the church? He says, he says that day and night, and look at verse 32. Now he said, I comment. Ah, that's where I was coming from. All along, I couldn't wait to get here. Verse 32, I couldn't wait to get here. After all that I've said, he said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to give you, it's a a word of grace, which is able to build you up. That's inoculation now. And give you an inheritance. It doesn't matter what the naysayers and the false brethren will do. When you have received this, it will build you up and give you your portion amongst us. Give you an inheritance amongst the saints. Yeah. He said, but I have to commend you to God and to the word. When he says that ravenous wolves are coming, savage wolves are coming, your only security is the word of his grace. Uh, is somebody learning something? If you are struggling with connecting with a godly atmosphere, struggling and it's a flesh thing, it's likely you have not been reading your Bible enough. Number two, if you are struggling with sin, please let me tell you clearly, sin, prayer doesn't necessarily stop sin. Yeah, we can pray for you you fall and roll over, somersault, acrobat, and get up, and less than an hour, go back into it. Some of us are very genuine with your work with God. You are trying. I use the word, trying. Right? You know you are trying. People may not know, but you know you are trying. And you keep trying and keep falling. You're trying and keep stumbling. Then you get up. Then you say, Our Father, what you have it? <laughs> have mercy on me. This will not happen again. And you are genuine about it. No, no, I'm not talking about those who don't care. You really are genuine. It breaks your heart when you break his law. 
It breaks your heart. But guess what? A few days later, you find yourself back there. And it's become a cycle. And now you are beginning to consider, am I really saved? You, 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 you just, and you know you are genuine about God, but this, you keep letting yourself down. This thing, how? Who can deliver me from this body of sin? You are a genuine Christian, and you keep struggling. You are not reading your Bible enough. You have been listening to preaching, but you are not reading your Bible. Try it and see. If you are struggling with anything, so long as your spirituality is concerned and your purity is concerned, if you are struggling and you keep recurring, keep recurring, and you hate it, by, you know some things can seem to have an upper hand over you. You hate it, but keep doing it. Keep recurring. It's because the internal fortitude is so weak that you are not strong inside enough. Your spirit is emaciated. So just, just put yourself on a diet. Build yourself. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to, what is it able to do? It builds you up. It builds you up. I don't have interest in telling you. I've told you, stop this fornicating. Stop this fornicating. We have to resolve that this fornication thing is not your intention. But we need to put you on a pill. Um, <laughs> a diet. Where diet? We need to put you on the word. That's why every day of the year, by God's grace, we are reading something. Please, you just do it and give yourself 10 days. Read every day, 10 days. What we are reading. And don't just, don't just read it like you are reading newspaper. I'm not even talking about studying it. I'm just read it and open your eyes. Because you see, when I'm teaching, you begin to see things that you didn't see when you were reading. Yeah, it happens to me. Every time I read again, I begin to, to see things I didn't see previously. This morning, as I was reading Acts chapter 20, I was seeing things yesterday. And it's like, oh, wow, wow, wow. So just keep reading it. Keep reading. You'll be shocked how this feeling that used to control you doesn't even come. Anytime you remember previously, every time I feel like going, logging on. But now it's like I've even lost this. I've forgotten it. It used to be a problem. I'm telling you. I mean, Pastor, how can you explain it scientifically? You might have to go to the lab and go and try it yourself. But I can't explain it. I'm telling empirically. I'm telling you. Feed yourself. And stop condemning yourself. You haven't eaten enough. How do you think you'll be able to have strength to be able to withstand? So, so stop condemning yourself. I know your intentions are clean. Your intentions are genuine. You are a very genuine person. But you are a person and a human being. And you are at best clay feet. So you have to keep feeding. Keep feeding. Get some energy. When Elijah, they said, arise and eat. For the journey is long. Paul told them in the shipwreck, he said, you know what, you have to eat something. Because you haven't eaten for this. You need, you need strength. I'm also telling you, brother, you need strength. This messy thing going on in your life, it really, that Satan is using it to make you feel so guilty. Satan likes it when you are guilty. You can't pray when you are guilty. You can't walk by faith when you are guilty. You can't make claims on the promises of God when you are guilty. You can't walk chest out when you are guilty. Because right is might. Once you feel you are not right, you, can, you feel weak. And so you need, it's not just a religious or a moral situation. You just keep your spirit in good shape. Feed the word. It will build you up. And then give you your portion 
the inheritance amongst the saints. Feed on God's word. I'm not talking about just being dogmatic or being legalistic. Legalistic, ah, they say if I don't read it. No, 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 no. Just read it, feed on it. Just read it. Make time. Say, make time for God's word. We have time for every. Listen, I know you are very busy, but you always have time for what is important for you. There are people who, <laughs> who on the motorway, they will stop the car somewhere. That's why we have uh, service stations. Yeah. Because you are in a hurry, you are late for somewhere, but this one is urgent. Nature is placing a demand on you. In the plane, they have to put places where nature, when nature places a demand. You are busy, but there are things that you can't go without sorting. Ah. Yeah, no, you are busy. You have a wife. You have a family. But they don't see you. You are busy so much. Every day busy, 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 busy. You have a husband. Every day busy, busy. And you say, my husband is okay. He understands. Busy, 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 busy. And your children are being raised by TV programmers. You have an exam cameo, but you are busy, 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 busy. You are a student, but you are busy, 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 busy. You want promotion at work, but you are so busy that you are not doing your work. Busy doing what? Outreach. That one, God is the one who promotes you, but he promotes you on the job you are not working. He promotes you in the ministry, but not on the job. So, 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 what I'm trying to say is that whatever is important, make time for it. Make time for it. Social media, some of us, is taking too much of our time. How can you? You say you don't have time, but you can spend two hours surfing, looking at different type of wigs. <laughs> Looking at different, different, and now it looks like Instagram is more time wasting. Because you keep seeing a lot of pictures. The, the, the ones that I, feel, I find can be very um, time consuming and it robs you of your time much is the comments. You read everything everybody has said about this, and there are about 1,000 comments and 100 comments. You, you see? Why don't you read God's comments about your life? Why don't you get God's comments? And you are telling me you don't have time to read the Bible, but you have time to read comments. Some are more than the verses. The comments are longer than the chapters. Yeah, I think what you said is true. What did you just say? Some of the comments are longer than the chapters. Yeah, it's true. Some of the comments are longer than the chapters. Bro, sometimes when I see something, a comment, I just, even sometimes if this is the comments about me, they're too long, I just can't read it. I just can't read it. But you know, it's not very complex. It's not very complex. Don't mind the super spiritual people. It's not very complex. I try to read my Bible every day. It keeps me safe. You might even be praying more than me. But I'm staying safer than you. You know, so, so, so read, just make time for God. Read and pray. Read and pray. Read and pray. And take care of the basic things. I didn't even go on to preach on the false prophets. 
care of the basic things, you will basically be okay. <laughs> Take off this, this, just basic things. Like what? Read you. Try and strengthen yourself before you attempt forgiving people. Do you understand that? Try and strengthen yourself before you attempt obeying laws. I'm talking about God's laws. Because much of it you can't really in the arm of strength. Unless it's your personal bent. You know, we all have, uh, some people are very calm. But on the other hand, <laughs> some people just like conversations. But yeah, the Bible says in the abundance of words, sin, sin is not scarce. They won't have not sin in the multitude of words. Where words are not scarce, sin is not scarce. So then if you are not giving, that's Proverbs 10, 19, the multitude of words, they wanted not sin, yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, if you are not giving to conversations and talking much, it might not be a weak area for you. So you can obey that law very easily. But if you are giving to unforgiveness and bitterness, sometimes, you know some people, you do something to them, 17 years, they still remember. Yeah. And maybe you are that, wait, wait, wait. Maybe you are that, listen, it's personality. Maybe you are that kind of person who finds it very difficult to let things go. But the Bible says forgive. You know, don't assume that the Bible says I should forgive. I will just go ahead and do it. Attempt it and see. If you haven't fed yourself spiritually, you will keep disappointing yourself and sit down and say, yeah, I got you. I got you. You a sinner like you. You can't even forgive anybody. You want God to do something for you. God will judge you. God will judge you. That's why you come to church. You are hiding. When the pastor is looking your direction, you are. <laughs> because Satan has managed to convince you that you are dirty. You are not dirty. Just that you are genuine about God, those who are born again. Just that you are not feeding. So now you are returning to your vomit. It's one of the areas you will catch. Second Peter 2.22. You are returning to your vomit. A pig that has been washed has gone back to the mat. But if you don't take care, others will judge you. But you know that it's just that this thorn in your flesh. You need the inoculation of the word. So I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. I know there might be people here who have just fornicated. Last night, pornography all night. I really feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for you. I can't condemn you. Because all of us, if we don't take care, we will also be caught on our ways by our weakness. But go and sin no more. Receive the word in you. Feed on the word. And this week will be a very different week for you. Did you receive something? Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. When God speaks, works show. And the works will surely show in your life. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.